up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8Bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we're bringing you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. No subject is off limits and no take is too hot. I am your host, my name is Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, you know him from the Hungry Gamers podcast, Tekken world champion of PAX Day 1, <laughs> it's Salim the Dream Abraham. Hey! What's going on? How are you, mate? I'm doing really well. I like that uh, like that intro, the Tekken world champion of PAX Day 1. Yeah. Um, thank you. I feel honored. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you. It's great to have you finally here. It's great to be part to of it. for a while. Yeah, yeah no, I've, I've actually, you, you lined me up, I think, towards the end of last year, I knew that mm. I'd be doing this, so, um, yeah, I've just been waiting uh, with, uh, you know, absolute anticipation to come on this show and bring the hot takes, because that's what yeah. this is about, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it, that's it, it's more, this show is more about, not so much the news itself, but like our, our opinions on the news and our takes, and mm. um, like I said, the hotter, the hotter the takes, the better, there's no, no subject we don't... Uh, we don't get into, but uh, have you been, mate? What's 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 news in the world of Salim the Dream? What's news in the world of Salim the Dream? Uh, I tell you what, mate. I've been playing games like you wouldn't believe. I've mm. been playing Tekken. It's not easy being the Tekken World Champion <laughs> of PAX Day One. You've got to keep gotta, at it. You got to brush, keep skills sharp. That's it, man. Otherwise, the young kids will come gunning for you. Um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, you know, just uh, getting back into the Hungry Gamers. So we. Uh, we started back in January. We've been kind of on and off a little bit, uh, less consistent than we'd like to be. Unfortunately, some technical issues with the new setup. Mm. We think we've ironed out those kinks though. So if you want to get your gaming news, if you listen to what I guess I say today and you're thinking to yourself, I want to know what that guy thinks about video games and also hear him get put down by his two co-hosts on the <laughs> Uh, then go and check out the Hungry Gamers. It's quite uh, savage, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they. Oh, Ali is very savage. Um, Brendan is kind of nice, uh, but when he you know pokes you, it usually hurts. So uh, it's not easy. The ego takes a beating. Um, yeah, outside of that, man, just doing my thing. How about you? What's been going on in the world of Jack Cruz? It's been a little while since I saw you last. It has been, mate. It's been a few weeks now. Um, oh, mate, just yeah, same, same. Flat out with work and and this show and and um, a few other bits and bobs. But trying to get back into streaming a bit more. But um, I'm really digging this show. I'm really, I'm enjoying doing it. I was saying before, it's a lot more work than I anticipated it would be. <laughs> it's um, there's a lot of research that goes into. I thought, yeah, it'll be right. I'll just rock up and talk about the news. But there's a lot more in, uh, research that goes into it. You got to. I mean, if you're talking about serious topics, you've got to at least make sure you know kind of what you're talking about <laughs> you don't want to sound dumb right no, exactly that's, right that's the fear i've had in the back of my head this whole time yeah. is i don't yeah. want to sound dumb today um yeah. it's all well and good like having a chat about these topics at the pub with your mate and mm. you're both a few beers in and no one really knows what's going on so yeah. it's kind of fair game but yeah, yeah. yeah there's a there's gonna be people listening to this and you yeah you got to make sure you got your facts straight yeah yeah exactly right yeah that's i, I have that fear every week when i record um so it takes a lot of preparation and that, but I enjoy it. It's it's good. It's good fun to to put it all together and um, going back to back. And if I think recording in a, about two or three days with Ali for the week after's episode, so uh, got to smash them together nice and quick. But uh, wow, I cannot yeah. wait to hear that episode. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Be good to get her on. Be good to get her on. Now, before we kick into our main uh, news topics, I want to introduce a new segment for us this week. Sam. Um, okay. 
and uh, I hope you feel very honoured that you're the first one that's going to be here for quick fire. It's rapid fire news. So the week was almost, there was just too much going on. There's just too much going on to fit it all into the show. So what we're going to do is I'm going to throw half a dozen news topics, headlines at you. And I want a quick, first thing that comes to your mind, word association, one sentence answers. And uh, and we'll see what we get out of it. So Fun. Okay. All right. All right. First one. Barnaby Joyce steps down as Deputy Prime Minister. Uh, the greatest month of politics uh, in 2018, guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, Trump says he wants to visit Australia. No, no, not no. allowed. Not, <laughs> not allowed. allowed. Uh, Kevin Smith has a heart attack. What? Really? Oh, did, you not, did you not see I this? No, I didn't see this. Kevin Smith, you're talking about a Clerks Kevin Smith. Clerks Kevin Smith, Dogma Kevin Smith, Jay and Silent Bob Kevin Smith had a heart attack. Oh, wow. Um, yep. Rough doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Clerks was his best film. Everything else afterwards sucked. I hope he recovers. Yep. Uh, I disagree with the first the the first the, the first bit about everything else sucking uh but uh Red i, I also okay, hope but yeah it was like i don't know i i look, i watch kevin smith films and i think he just didn't really ever learn anything after clerks but anyway oh, wow go on fair enough, fair enough. uh jack and jono leave the explosion network hey congratulations welcome to 8 bit <laughs> <laughs> and uh and to round it out uh want some oscar predictions from you all right, First I might one. I might have uh, texted someone to get these predictions, but best uh, <laughs> best director Guillermo del Toro for The mm. Shape of Water, best film. Yep. I want the best film to be Get Out because oh, right. I loved Get Out. I thought that was yeah. a really cool film. Yeah, I did as well. Um, it seems like best actor will be Gary Oldman anyway. Yep. Like everyone thinks that's a given. Frances McDormand mm-hmm. for best actress for Three Billboards. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Fair, that's that's fair. my my um, nominations. My there you go. my thoughts by proxy. Very of, cool. Yeah, cool. What about you? No, what do you fun. think? Uh, I I hope Dunkirk for best movie. That was yeah. my that was my favorite movie of last year. I thought it was um, I thought it was just unreal. Are you a big um, big Chris Nolan guy in general? Uh, not not generally, but like I like I like you know Interstellar is a good movie. I thought it mm. like just collapsed under the, the tone sort of ego in the in the final act yeah. um you know obviously love the dark the dark knight and the you know his batman movies and that kind of thing but um, yeah. I, I love dunkirk i thought it was i thought it was by far the best movie of last year um best actor yeah i agree it'll probably be gary oldman although i would like it to be um uh what's his name from um get out um i don't think uh, it will be oh uh, yeah uh, i don't know his uh, name no i mean it, it, it escapes me um i hope jordan peele wins best director but i don't think he will yeah and, and best actress, it'll probably be Meryl Streep. I think she's in line for it. I think they've got a. I think they've got her uh, lined up for it. Yeah, it's it seems to be pretty stacked. Um, stacked field that one. I was doing mm. a little bit of reading, and no one can really pick it. But for, yeah. like three billboards, just seems to be what's on everyone's tongues at the moment. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I wonder Weird. if there'll be like an Oscar. Um, like debacle again at the awards ceremony. Well, I'm hoping for because I needed I need some good news stories for Ali's uh, <laughs> episode. So I've, I've gone put the agenda together and I've just got Oscars question marks. So I'm hoping there's some kind of disaster or someone calls someone out or Kanye runs up and says something about Get Out being the best movie of the year or something like that. So I would love that if Kanye got up there and was like, <laughs> Get Out is the best movie of all time. That would make I'm gonna my let you finish. well. 
I'll let you finish. <laughs> oh well. All right, Slim. Let's uh let's kick on with the show. Video game movies are an interesting beast. Generally, they range in quality from just marginally okay to downright unwatchable. Seems you really need the stars to align to get a decent one. You'd need a great script, a solid director, a charismatic leading man or woman capable of recapturing the pizzazz of the source material's protagonist, a decent source material as well, and probably most importantly, a ravenous fanbase baying for a silver screen adaptation of their favourite IP. So that's why I want to know, who in the bloody hell in 2018 is asking for a Duke Nukem movie? That's right, I did not stutter, you heard me correctly. Paramount Pictures is currently in talks with John Cena to star in a big screen adaptation of the currently dormant and some would say outdated video game franchise. So the question is, how in this seemingly oversensitive, over self-aware society that we live in, does one do a Duke Nukem movie? Salim. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I think when you look at Duke Nukem, the character, and I guess all of the sort of traits associated with him, uh, he's mm. like very macho. He's all about guns and gun toting and saving the country in America. Mm. Like he saving really is saving the babes. That's it. Like just totally irresistible to women. Um, <laughs> Like you, you look at this character and then you look at the sort of time we live in and it oddly marries up a little bit, I think. I don't want to like yep. kind of piss on America there a little bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something close to or akin to Trump about, uh, I suppose, a Duke Nukem sort of mindset. I'm not a Duke mm. Nukem guy, I'm not a fan. I don't know. I never really, I just never played the games, I guess. Um, yep. And then as a, you know, adult, I just didn't really see any appeal there. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't at all surprise me that there is a movie. Uh, why wouldn't there be? And like, no less, it's kind of through Michael Bay's studio, Platinum <laughs> Dunes. So if there was yeah. ever going to be a Duke Nukem movie made, he's yeah, the best be, man yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I don't hate that it's John Cena either. I think John Cena kind of reminds me of Duke Nukem. Yeah. So... He, he- Definitely fits the bill, um, at least physically, and uh, he could probably do that, uh, uh, do that, um, that character pretty, pretty well. I, I think um, this was an interesting story when, when, when I saw this pop up. I sort of went, I had to like do a double take. I thought, who? And I talk about this quite a lot with like video games and stuff. Like they're remastering, like Devil May Cry, for instance. Mm. Like, who's asking for that? Who, who out there is going, give me a Devil May Cry remaster? Like, yeah. Or, or like, you know, reboot. Like, who's asking for these these things, these properties to be brought back to life? And I'm thinking to myself, of all of the properties I, I thought would get a, a revival, this would have been, like, right down the bottom of the list. Especially for, like, the climate that we're in now. Like, Duke Nukem is, like, the quintessential, stereotypical you know, macho dude, bro. Like he's the heel to the king, baby. Yeah. The, you know, the, the guns and the, you know, kicking ass and bad catchphrases. And, but there's something like really anachronistic about that too. It's the same as, um, crash bandicoot. I I felt this way when crash got, uh, got a bit of a brush up last year. Hmm. Um, crash is just, uh, like a very nineties character. Like it's born of the nineties. Yeah. And, you know, his crazy moonwalking dance antics and shit. Like, <laughs> none of that really seems cool to me now as an adult. Mm, no. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. These things should 
stay where they were in history, but I think, mm. you know, companies need to make money. Yeah. And these franchises obviously have a track record. And even Duke Nukem, as old as it is, it, you know, 19 video games, I think it was, yeah. um, that he was the star of. So, like, yep. you know, that's pretty pretty consistently uh, in people's faces over the yep. last 20 years. 1990, 1992, was it? Yeah, like, 92, I think, was the first game that came yeah. out for, like, PC. And um, then they had the two, and then they had, like, the 3D, like, Duke Nukem. 64 and Duke forever. Nukem 3D that came out. Yeah. yeah. And Duke Nukem Forever took forever to come out. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you ever play these games? I, I uh, So I'm a, I'm a low-key Duke Nukem fan. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. While this was very surprising to me that this is a thing that is happening, I, I, secretly I'm like... This You're fist is something pumping, that, man. You're fist this pumping. Is, this is something that I wanted when I was like a 10-year-old kid. I was like, God, give me, I was like, give me a, like a Metal Gear Solid movie and give me a Duke Nukem movie. They were like the two. I'm like, just give me those two. Like, I'm a low-key Duke Nukem fan. And he's most definitely outdated. Like, that super sexist, like, sort of persona that he has is... It's not... It doesn't fit with the times. No, it doesn't. I, I think that if they're making a movie about this character, they have to do it in a way that almost is really self-aware of that, of that... This is a guy that, you know, in 2018 doesn't fit in. Like, Duke Nukem does not fit in in our society. Like, while we do have a crazy yellow orange dude at the top of, you know, the chain in America and that kind of thing, and it is the, the gun-toting hillbilly sort of, you know, that, that I guess, culture is sort of alive and well, you know, yeah. in, in the States, it seems. And there's a lot of, you know, talk. we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the gun situation a bit later. But as far as, like... And I guess the media, you know, everything sort of, you know, as far as the media that we do, everything slants left. Everyone tries to be really, um, you know, liberal with their their views and mm. equality and that kind of thing. And Duke Nukem is is the antithesis of that. Like he is the he is that. Like you know, he's the opposite of what you know is portrayed as a valuable or like responsible protagonist these days. But mm. I like that someone's they're taking this, and I, I think you have to do it in a way that almost is aware of that and it's like there's this dude this big macho guy and he was like big in the 90s he's kind of like the he's like the bojack horseman of of like superheroes or whatever yeah. and he he's like his time has passed and he's a bit washed up or whatever and then the aliens come and it's like hey baby and he's like straight back into it like an ash versus the evil dead sort of dealio yeah uh, yeah i yeah i i would be interested to see what happens they don't have a writer attached to this film no. yet um no director so there's no <laughs> Yeah, so there's no like, there's no sort of yardstick at the moment to work out what this will eventually look like. But mm. uh, yeah, uh, I guess to go back to your original question, who asked for this movie? I think nobody asked for it outright. Mm. Um, but that said, I think that there's absolutely an audience uh, out there of people who, you know, and look, it's not to say that this is, you know, necessarily like right-leaning content because I don't think it's political. No. I think it's just very much, you know, archaic. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it, it's like, it's 1995 MTV, not 2015 MTV. Yeah, Very different on. shit. Spot on. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it. Like I, I'm looking forward to seeing it ever, like with a lot of these video game properties, we don't, oftentimes we don't ever see them see the light of day. Like they've been talking about the Metal Gear Solid movie for, you know, five, six, seven years. They've been talking about the Uncharted movie mm. for, you know, nine a decade. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, like a, a lot of times these 
you know, these games get, these properties get brought up in, you know, someone writes a script and then there's a director attached and then that director leaves and then there's a, an actor attached and that actor leaves and it's sort of, you know, up and down like a yo-yo. So whether we, whether we even see this movie ever, who knows? Mm. Um, I'd, I'd like to think so because I think there's potential to make it something, you know, kind of like, like, I don't know what they did with Jumanji where it's, they, they just sort of flipped it on its head and took the piss out of itself. Like, I think it would be more like the first Die Hard. Or any oh, of the really? diehards. Yeah, I, I think that's what this film would be. Yeah. Um, so, except I, I, bigger. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think they can't take it too serious with this this guy with this character. No, unless they, they complete unless they completely change it and they just make it an action movie and his name is Duke Nukem. But and at that point, like, what's the point then? Like, he's got to be that, you know, that super macho, you know, unaware, getting catchphrases wrong kind of like dude bro that he is to, yeah. to for it to be a Duke Nukem movie otherwise it's just like the Marine 3 with John Cena back as you know reprising his role as the Marine it could it could very much be that you know what I was surprised at how much work John Cena's been getting I didn't know I haven't <laughs> seen Daddy's Home no. uh, or Daddy's Home 2 for that matter I haven't seen Ferdinand <laughs> but he's in all of these films he's in Trainwreck apparently he was really good in Trainwreck I've heard I, really good things about him in that I haven't seen Trainwreck I don't watch yeah, John Cena films right. obviously and then also <laughs> he's in an upcoming um, Bumblebee Transformers prequel yeah. thing oh god um, I, didn't, I thought he was like dead I thought he was dying in a gutter somewhere here he is making <laughs> millions of dollars in like upcoming films yeah, <sighs> yeah. Oh, well. I mean I, I don't mind John Cena I mean I, I liked him as a wrestler and he gets a lot of hate but um, everyone hates a good guy Especially in WWE. I think they hate him for the same reasons Duke Nukem is kind of famous. It's because he's an overly patriotic sort of (laughs) bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Very, uh, very possible. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's move along. We spoke on last week's episode about the effects of movements in today's society. While we called for some movements based around positivity, we aren't quite there yet. But that might not necessarily be the worst thing in the world if this current movement can get momentum and achieve its goals. The hashtag never again movement has arisen out of the ashes of the Florida school shooting a fortnight ago. The survivors, mainly children, are assembling and they are speaking up. The movement centers around the call for stricter gun laws in America. As the NRA and President Trump are calling for more guns and to arm their teachers as a solution to the problem of mass shootings in schools, it seems the ones making the most sense are the kids. Among others, Emma Gonzalez, one of the survivors of the Parkland shooting, made an an impassioned plea to end the carnage. People seem to be listening. Finally, the heat is on Congress. The heat is on the NRA. People are sick of the carnage. Will we finally see reform and change, or will it be more of the same old, same old? Salim. Uh... Yeah, it's huge. It's a whole thing, this. Um, I don't know if there's really... I don't know what, like, the right place to enter this thing, mm. this whole never again movement um, is. But I guess to start with Emma Gonzalez, the never again guys, Cameron Kasky, David Hogg, uh, and the rest of the kids from uh, Marjorie Stoneman, Douglas High, uh, they're killing it right now mm. on all the socials. And they've kept this conversation going longer than I think it typically does uh, where this has happened in the past. Yeah. And that's something that does feel different and certainly mm. is commendable. Um, whether or not they'll achieve their ends, who knows? I don't see 
where this gets to, you know, and I don't yeah. know how much uh, life this has left in the media, which yep. is sad to say. Um, mm. I, I don't know if this is actually going to be effective, but I like if this isn't going to actually enact safe gun laws in America, uh, I don't know what will. Yeah. You know, what, what, what is the catalyst that changes that? They're not asking for for much. I think specifically they're just asking for semi-automatic rifles to be banned and yep. all attachments Bump. that make them full auto yeah, to be banned. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's not like you can't have guns, which is what we would probably, yeah. you know, what I would have thought you would argue for, just no guns in general. Yeah. Um, they just want to get rid of the ones that shoot really fast, which is yeah. fair you know yeah I, th- I think so yeah um, um yeah they've been great did you see there was a cnn town hall and uh, oh, it was great it was great yeah, yeah marco um, rubio <laughs> is is you know just unlucky it seems mm. like he's the laughing stock of the left and yeah. uh certainly not the most loved republican on the right for no, being a bit not. of a centrist um he got absolutely shredded on this thing by Cameron Kasky, they were asking very pointed questions about, you know, yeah. oh, they will, you, will you, cons- will, will you continue to accept money from the NRA? And, mm. um, and they're talking to kids, kids who don't have any sort of political horse in the race, really, yeah. aside from the fact that they just want to, you know, stop people getting guns yeah. or high power guns. And he has to sort of do political jujitsu to get out of it. Um, yeah. Human- yeah. He, he handled it well enough considering he got fucking slammed i agree like, i i actually agree with you on that like i think for a person who has received a lot of money from the nra <laughs> uh he didn't sound like a complete dick but it's just that you know everyone's yeah. in on it now like everyone understands mm. how this works yeah. and the double speak uh yeah. so when you hear him say things like it's my agenda and people buy into me and my agenda like, we also understand that that is, you know, you also have lobbyists lobbying and people, the NRA, yeah. you know, one of the many groups, I'm sure, who pay multiple, you know, political um, candidates and senators. Yeah, it's it's funny. People, they're really going after the NRA, like, directly yeah. for the first yeah. time, it seems like. Which is good, which is, like, what we need or what mm. they need, I guess. I shouldn't say we, we're not really... No, we fixed our problem. We were like, what? What do done. you? What do you think of that? By the way, I think it's a bit unfair to to liken their situation to ours. It's um, yeah, it, it's different. Like it is, it is a different situation, no doubt. Like because there is so, like they have more guns than they'd have people mm. in America. So it's it's not realistic to ban guns because it's just impossible to get them all back. Yeah. Um, but then need uh, when I when uh, we. Um, record an episode of this show the day that that shooting happened and I said to Todd Tom who was on the show with me that week I said just do something like you can't keep doing nothing and yeah. this whole movement it, it it feels different to the ones in the past and there's I think there's a lot of different reasons you hit the nail on the head with on a few different points but it, it has stayed in the conversation for longer like when Sandy Hook happened and there was five, six, seven, eight-year-old kids being yeah. that were slaughtered. I, when nothing changed then, I said nothing. I'm like, well, how is anything ever going to change? Yeah. And it, it seems the difference now is that with the kids doing... Like, when when the, the adults and the parents and they get together and they, you know, they want to... Um, 
you know, they, they speak up about gun laws. It's very easy for the politicians to shout them down because, oh, you will, you know, you're just pushing a political agenda and it's very easy for them to contradict them and call and shout them down. But when it's a, a teenage kid who none of them are even old enough to vote. Yeah. And, and they're sitting there and they're going, we want change, we want reforms. You can't play the political card because, they, like you said, they don't have a horse in the race. They, well, you, not- can't, you can't attack them as well. No, Because exactly. it's just yeah. bad. It's bad politics to attack a yeah. kid. You know? Yeah, you look like an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's actually a really a difficult position to defend. It doesn't matter what mm. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, if a kid's coming at you, you know, yeah. it's very difficult yeah. to to attack them or their character or anything like that. Um, even mm. their arguments, you've got to be very delicate because yeah. uh, everyone also just think you're a dick. Yeah, yeah, spot on. So, um, um, but, but that, like, that actually uh, raises another really interesting point that I, um, like, an observation I, I made uh, was that the kids seem like they are seasoned politicians in the way yeah. they're conducting themselves, the way they're handling themselves. And yep. obviously, they're being coached through this, and that irks me a little bit. Yeah, um, to, an, to an extent, I think so. I think, mm-hmm. I think they definitely have now. I think you know, they. I think from the beginning, you know, it was very raw. It was just very much then. But they, there's obviously, like you know, it would be naive to think that there wasn't someone standing behind them. Oh, sure, yeah. Giving them, you know, giving coaching them, giving them lines and stuff like that. But I, I think that you know. They're very well organized, which is mm. they're very proactive. They're not they're not letting it rest. They're asking the hard questions. They're like you said, they're they're attacking the NRA. They're going after the NRA, and and it's it, the the thing. The reason this feels another reason this feels different is that things are actually happening. Like there are things that are happening that haven't happened before. Businesses who are affiliated with the NRA are walking away from the NRA, like Delta Airlines, um, the rent-a-car company, um, MetLife, all these businesses that have had long-term partnerships with the NRA for their members are walking away. They're saying, no, no more. Um, you know, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, we're not selling assault rifles yeah, anymore they or stopped. anything close to it. Well, that was just today. Walmart, mm. also, no more guns. We're not selling guns anymore. FedEx, um, on the other hand, still very much there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, even even to the point like the you know President Trump's ordered a review into bump stocks to to ban, you know to ban bump stocks. The talk even he Trump today is talking about you know um, uh, Mike Pence was really hard on like um, he was talking about oh yeah yeah well, we can take guns away from the crazy people but we have to go through due process and Trump overruled him and said deal with due process later take the guns first and then take them to court like there there seems to be. Like the pressure's on now. Like this doesn't. This feels different in that like things have happened. Like th- things have changed more so than they ever have. Mm. Like this, this when this first started happening. I remember like when we think about the Columbine shooting, and then you know, which was you know eighteen years ago. Yeah, a lot of these kids that were involved in this shooting weren't even born when that happened. If, you, if that makes you feel, does that make you feel old? It made me feel old. Uh, it <laughs> makes me feel sad. Yeah, it makes oh, me yeah. feel sad that prior to being born, we were dealing with yeah. this issue. Um, or, but, or at um, least Americans were. I, I don't yeah. know. This is obviously, this is purely an American, you mm. know, tragedy, oh, yeah. tragic the, issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we had that, the, you know, the, um, uh, what was his name? Mike, um, the Bowling for Columbine did the, the documentary. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I want to say Mike Myers, but that's, that's, no, that's I think it is. Austin Powers. No, it is. is. It? Yeah. No, it's My, not. 
Oh, it Michael, is. Michael. Michael Moore, like Michael, Michael Moore, Michael Moore, Michael Moore, Michael Moore, Michael Myers yeah. is Austin Powers. Why did I, you know what's really crazy about that is that when you said Mike, I was like, oh, it's Mike Myers. Wait, it's not Mike yeah. Myers. And then you no. said it, and then I thought it. Anyway, Michael Moore, that's him. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was. I think I feel like that was a that was a big point in um, Michael Myers' career, and Michael Moore came on the scene at the same time. That's probably where the the anyway that yeah. that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This, this just feels different. Like it feels like. People are paying attention. The conversation has continued on and, and things are changing. So whether or not something happens now or whether or not this is something that rolls on for a decade, it feels like, it feels, I don't know, it just feels different to, to the other conversations we had where it's like the Vegas shooting, like the worst one of yeah. all time. And it's like still nothing. You know, but something I, different about this. I one. just want to be the sort of the devil's advocate for a moment because I was going through Twitter and... Uh, you you search um, Cameron Kasky, who's one mm. of the students from from uh, from the school, who's now part of this movement, and he, there is just nothing but hate on Twitter against Cameron Kasky. You've got crazy um, like conspiracy theories about you know Cameron yeah. Kasky and David Hogg being uh, plants cri- like crisis that. actors, which yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. a term I was but- familiar with until reading into this story, oh, which this is that seems Al- crazy. Alex Jones, Infowars, fucking garbage. This yeah, is like- uh, it's just it, between that and then also, you know, I watched uh, with the rest of that town hall, and I, I listened to Dana Loesch, the um, NRA, um, you know, monster. Spokesman get up and yeah, yeah tout their view and you know what like she conducted herself um enough reasonably enough and with enough sort of self-awareness and mm. just with enough information that you can imagine how sympathizers would just be like yeah dana has the right of it uh, yeah. i don't know i just didn't really see i i didn't really see anything there that was like convincing for anyone who wasn't already agreeing with who they already are aligned with, you know, yeah. the right are going to yeah. listen to Dana or yeah. not the right per se, but you know, NRA rifle enthusiasts will listen to her. Hmm. And obviously I'm, I'm a lefty and what the kids say just, you know, speaks volumes, but yeah. At the same time, it's like, you're not doing anything, you know, this isn't yeah. proving anything to anybody. Yeah. NRA, I, everyone I, knows the NRA gives politicians money. Everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. On both sides of, of, of the political spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, oh, most definitely. Like, they're a very, very powerful organization and they have way too much influence. Mm. You know, way more than they should. Um, yeah, that town hall was interesting, especially with, I like, I can't stand Dana Loesch. Like, I can't stand her. She yeah. makes, her face makes me angry. Um She's like and when you, when you think of NRA people, you think of monsters. Like they're, they're all monsters. And when you look at her, she looks like a monster. She she looks like the. Um, she reminds me of the witch from Neverending Story too. Yeah, like the evil queen. She's just horrid. Like, and um, that's not a like a comment of her looks. It's like literally the way she composes herself, the yeah. screwy face. Like, yeah, she just looks like you know angry. And, she looks anyway. evil. Like she looks evil. She but, looks like the. The bad guy in a Disney movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, this is what she looks like to me. Um, they, were calling, like they were calling her a murderer. <laughs> like, to her yeah, face. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, murderer. Um, oh, she, my God. She, I don't know. Like, I thought she... Uh, like, the way that she pandered to those people, like, you know, they would ask her a question like, um, you know, 
do you think assault rifles should be banned? Do you think people should be able to? Should, do you think it should be hard? Like the the question was the questions were really like, very reasonable. Yeah. Do you think it should be harder to purchase an assault rifle? And then she goes on about, oh, I'm so sympathize you and my kids this and I'm here for you and I'm feeling for you and yeah. trying to be like, like you don't care yeah. about these people. You don't care about these kids and, and what they've been through. You're just ugh, you're pandering. Just you're pandering. Thing, yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I. I, I, I don't know whether things are going to change. I don't know whether things are going to be different, but I feel like this is the best chance we've ever had. If these kids can keep their moment and, and stay the course, and that's the thing, they're going to have everyone coming for them. Like, they've already got the conspiracy theorists out there, like I said, talking about their crisis actors, and mm. like they try to say this shit when Sandy Hook happened, that it's like a false flag thing and all this stuff. And, um, but the conversation what? needs to keep running. The the crazy one that I read um, and was so ready to dive into and realize that I was about to become a conspiracy nut myself. Mm. Um, Nelly Orr is apparently someone who was working on the Trump campaign in some capacity. And there's like a photo floating around of Nelly Orr and uh, Cameron Kasky. And that makes no sense. So people are theorizing that this is sort of like, you know, a bit of noise created by Trump to yep. distract away from what's going on, you know, yep. Russia, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just tinfoil hats up the yeah. wazoo in this thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's messed up. Mm. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, they're, they're doing a march on the 24th to Washington. I feel like that's worth saying. So, that's like the next thing they're doing, marching, yep. marching in March to Washington. Yep. I don't know if yep. that's a happy accident or, or what, but... <laughs> Um, um yeah do a walk out just, if you're in washington go and go to washington march damn with right. them damn right i think um i just think they they're like they're, they're just like they understand social media they understand you know they're organized they're proactive they they seem to and there's obviously adults helping them along yeah, with they've it, got but they seem so to- much help like i'm convinced of it dude like this is this is like they're the face but they've got so many people behind them right now doing all the like for better or worse as well like just doing all the sort of boring logistics to actually pull this together and it's for a good cause obviously but it seems to be like the people behind it seem to be just like from what i've what i've read and i haven't you know i haven't dug as deep as some of the conspiracy theorists out there but from what i can tell it's it's their teachers it's their um parents it's the parents of their friends that they just buried like it, it seems to be everyone involved is just from that community and they're just tired of it. They're like, like I said, never again. They're like, yeah. we're sick of it. We've had enough. Do something, change something. And that's all like, that's a, and that's the other thing. They're not asking, they're not going out there saying, ban all guns. We're taking your guns. We're doing this, we're doing that. They're just asking reasonable things. Make it harder to buy assault rifles. Mandatory background checks. Can't buy, you know, bump stocks and these things that make these guns automatic. Mm. Yeah, and they're calling out every person who's rolled back bad gun law um or sorry rolled back sort of sensible gun laws whatever they were um mm-hmm. since including i think in that speech you're referring to emma calls out trump for rolling back um certain people like people sorry certain mental illnesses previously couldn't get guns that was introduced under the obama administration mm-hmm. now that's gone mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know dude this i, I look i hope these guys get there and you know get some kind of change um brought about because it's sad man like it's so hard hearing about this stuff even from all the way across to where we are you know it's like i think 
And here's the crazy thing, right? Neither of us grew up with guns in schools, but yeah. I think, man, I, like I, I think about it sometimes and I'm like, if there were guns around when I was a teenager, I definitely would have tried getting my hands on one. <laughs> definitely. Like, I just think, you know, and that's not to say, um, it's not to advocate for it. It's just more to mm. say that, you know, as a teenager, I was not my most intelligent self. And yeah, um, yeah I was, I was a, absolute fucking idiot in fact and could easily see myself just trying to do something done with a gun and uh i'm glad that you know in the wake of port arthur we had our gun laws and our reforms brought about yeah um yeah and i, I like i think there's no doubt like i think you could probably agree with me here and most people in australia would like there's no doubt um that where there's no guns there's really no gun violence no yeah you know oh, that's it and and we have, like, to be fair, we have gun violence in Australia. People mm. get shot all the time. But it's criminals shooting each other. It's bikies shooting each other. It's not kids walking into schools and shooting each other or yeah. shooting their parents and stuff like that. Like, it's when was, like, there was a shooting, like, you know, in Melbourne, like, a couple of weeks ago, some bikie shot his bikie mate. That's like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's guns in Australia, there's illegal guns. And there's and there's legal guns as well. Like you can buy a legal, you can buy a gun legally, but you need a license. You need to have gone to like gun school. You need to own a safe. You need you a purpose. Like you back. need to keep your bullets you separate yeah. to your gun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, exactly. There are so many rules around yep. it. Uh, yeah. It's anyway. I don't know. I feel like, like we touched on that as well. Like I, I think it's a bit of an unfair comparison because the culture is so different and the mm. history with um, guns is very different. Uh, but still, I think, you know, you got to pull your head in at some point and do something because it's a bit bit fucked up yeah. that you kind of want to let this thing roll on. Yeah, spot on. Spot on. Well, let's, uh, let's hope these uh, kids can get some change. So let's, uh, let's move it along. What's a surefire way to lose $1.3 billion on the stock market in 2018? Well, so not keep a Kardashian entertained. <laughs> That's right. A tweet from Kylie Jenner sent shares of the social media platform Snapchat into a tailspin. The tweet read, So, does anyone else not open Snapchat anymore? Or is it just me? Ah, oh, this is so sad. Yes. <laughs> sad indeed. The social media platform has been on a downward trend, according to some analysts. But the tweet clearly influenced the share market. So... How is it that a multi-billion dollar company stocks can be influenced so greatly by a tweet? And a tweet from a Kardashian, no less. Was this not like the just most bizarre? This was more bizarre than the Duke Nukem movie to me. Oh. This was like, we are, we are living in the age of the influencer. Yeah, we are. We are in this world where the opinions of people like the Kardashians carry more weight than... Anyone in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, at the start of the week, you texted me the, um, a couple of things. Like, you texted me these three topics, basically. And I was looking at this one and I had no fucking clue what the hell was going on. So, I have a friend who's a fashion writer for Cosmo. And I, mm. I, I flicked this to her straight away. And I'm like, what's going on with Kylie Jenner? <laughs> and then she sent me like link after link after link after link about what's going on with Snapchat. Mm. And it turns out things with Snapchat haven't been so good in February after they, they did this update. Um, yeah. yeah. So it, it hasn't, like to be fair, 
it hasn't probably been all like it's not just this one chat like people have been unhappy about this update like, yeah change to the to the platform it is yeah and there's um it's actually really interesting uh i, I think this whole case of of uh how one update um sort of creates this you know mm. back and forth between its mm. its its users um so it starts with the update the update goes in the update's whole purpose is to change the ui to make it more friendly for like new people the mm-hmm. core um users though absolutely hated it apparently though yeah. that's really typical for things so yeah. twitter had that problem facebook had that problem I mean, uh instagram like we, we get we hate people hate change like these yeah. things um you know anytime like twitter changes the picture to a circle and everyone cracks it oh now it's 140 character like yeah we're never happy like you can't keep people happy no you can't you can't and I think that's what they knew and they were they were like alright well we'll weather the hatred from the core users um, mm. we'll weather the hatred from like the change.org petition that had like 500,000 <laughs> cosigns or whatever uh, got to a million wow really alright so there you go um, then when they thought that they were just kind of out of it this happens hmm and everyone loses their mind. Um, so Kylie Jenner is the most. What is it? She's got the most users on Snapchat. Is that what it is? I, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. She's she's just highly influential. Um, obviously, a huge brand name. And when a huge brand name who uh, is kind of one of your most popular users tweets mm. that and tweets it, it's kind of seemingly out of the blue as well. Yeah, yeah. Like there's not really. It's quite destructive. It's been quite destructive, hasn't it? Well, it's been $1.3 billion worth of destructive. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Like, uh, rippled through Wall Street. You had L'Oreal, um, yep. you know, opting out because they've had users say that they're not really happy with it. That yep. said, though, it seems to have all recovered. Like, this is how fickle the whole thing is. Um, yep. You know, that one point. Three billion is like seven percent of the share price. It's back up five percent mm. now. That happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know the Adidas is no. It's the Nike campaign that they had seemed to have been really successful in the last month. Yeah. Uh, no one really cares anymore because the money no. is basically all almost all back. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's sort of rubber banded, hasn't it? Sort of snapped back to be um to be sort of pretty much where it was. Yeah. Um, I just find it a really like interesting sort of commentary on the world that we live in today in that like the you know the mainstream media and we spoke about this on last week's episode has done so much to damage itself in the last probably couple of years just with the way that they've carried on and and you know portrayed certain things and no one no one trusts the news anymore no one trusts no. the big outlets no one trusts them no one no one cares what they have to say they're not interested the people who, and, it, and this this is goes to every this is like politics this is news this is entertainment this is gaming we find it in gaming now is that people aren't going to GameSpot and IGN and Press Start and these outlets anymore they're going to YouTube and they're going to podcasters and they're going to influencers to find out they're, they're going they're coming to people like God knows why people mm. like us who make podcasts and make videos and tell people what we think about our feelings rather than going to the mainstream media because we speak the really truth we, we 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 like to talk about the hot takes you know yeah that's yeah, exactly that's why they listen to us <laughs> yeah um spot on yeah no it's it's you're right i like look it's hilarious i think uh it's sad yeah. i'm sure there's at least one wall street person who tried jumping out of the window of oh. his building over this whole thing yeah. but um yeah no doubt 1.3 billion is a lot of money um yeah, yeah i 
I, I don't know of a sort of social media whiplash this great, um, mm. you know, to, to have such a reaction and such a, a, a financial repercussion to something so simple, something so, yeah. um, you know, so nothing. You look yeah. at how many tweets Donald Trump puts out in a day. That's the president of the United States, that, uh, like undeniably the most controversial human I, in the world. I don't even have time to tweet. How does this man have the time to tweet out so much? I don't understand. I don't have time to tweet. That's why like, he's the, tweet more. That's why he's the goddamn president, man. He found a way. Um, oh, Jesus. But yeah, something so fickle as a tweet uh, can have, you know, these huge catastrophic uh, sort of effects. It's mm. really cool. It actually... Um, like again, like the sort of devil's advocate really, really wants to see how far this could be pushed. Um, yeah. That said, I know it's probably not, you know, not going to be a great place to live in if we keep this sort of shit up. I, I don't know. I, look, I'm not happy chat? about it. Like, I don't like that this happens. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just find it really like, I find it like very. Um, I guess systematic of our society and like the way that people are influenced by things like this, by the social media age and the influencer age. Like, I, mm. you know, it was almost the most 2018 thing that could have happened. It's a Kardashian tweet something and a, and a company stock bombs. Like, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's very bizarre. Uh, do you, do you use Snapchat? No, I don't. So, um, uh, funnily enough, I found it very difficult to use. Um, I understand. No, Maybe like you should I, go back. They've just, I heard they just updated it. Yeah, they, they did that for me, I think. Um, no, like I, I obviously understand how to use it and sort of the core functionality, but there's a... Like it's I look nudes, at my right? friends... That's what it's for, yeah? Sorry? It's it's nudes, yeah. That's that's what the app's for. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm a, I'm a Christian kid. I'm a very Christian person with very moral values. Um I, yeah, I look at the way my friends use it and I look at the way, um, you know, they continue to use it and it's just clear to me that my friendship group doesn't use it uh, and if they do, I'm not terribly interested in the, you know, five second photos or videos or whatever they're sending me. And also yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah. Instagram's update last year anyway. sort of does yep. the same thing. It's just as good, yep. you know, the facial things are a bit crappy, but, you know, same yep. job. Yeah. Um. So just suck with that. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, what about I you? tried, like, I, I only, I downloaded it only probably a few months ago um, for the first time. Because, yeah, I, my interpretation of it was, I remember when it first came into the scene and everyone's like, oh, it's great for sending nudes. I'm like, all right, cool kid, whatever, man. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, so I never sort of dabbled in it because I never really, no, no one wants to see any nudes from me. My missus gets to see it every morning, so she's not even that interested. Um, but... <laughs> But um, I'm sure it's not I, that I, bad, I, mate. I'm sure it's not no, that it's bad. Fine, it's fine. <laughs> Get Snapchat. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll I'll be the judge. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Like I, I've sort of dabbled in the last few months, just sort of like um, you know, send a photo of the food that I'm eating or whatever to a friend, and I'm like, I have like three people on there, and I'm like, eh, it's just it's it's not for me. Like I like a bit more of a permanency. It's it's very young. I think it's a very yeah. young app. Like I mean, like teenagers to eighteen to twenty, and then I think yeah. anything beyond that, you're you're deteriorating or you're a socialite, one or the other. You, you know, <laughs> there's there's no middle ground. Um, while we're on the topic of um, social media, though, Vero, have you been? Yeah, I've seen this. This thing just Everyone... popped up out of nowhere for me. Everyone's uh, everyone seems to be on the bandwagon. I've not. 
looked into it because I heard there's something about like the first million people get it for free and then you have to pay. Something I, like that. Yeah, I, I'm one of those first million. And oh, yeah, right. apparently there isn't still a million people because everyone I know is on this thing right now and no one's paying a thing. I reckon it's a, I reckon it's like um I reckon this is a this is like a, a a trick. I reckon this whole first million in don't have to pay thing is a is a ploy to get people to <laughs> and it could work both ways because I was like first million to get in I was like make me pay for social media get the fuck out of here. Well, what's the but well, I, but I kind of like that. Like what's the um uh I I really wish we didn't plan on talking about this. I really wish I looked into this before because I think what the idea behind it is that um by doing this and having a paid subscription model mm. you don't necessarily have to have um you know crazy ads algorithms putting ads in front yeah, of you yeah. or sponsored content. And yeah, I think that's that, you know that's actually something you know I yeah, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hate like if like, I had a social media stream which was just the things I actually wanted to see mm, and not the things that they think mm. I should see. I'll I'll pay ten bucks a month for that, sure. Yeah, I'm um, yeah, I like the idea of it. I like the no algorithm idea because Facebook for me is like I'm using it less and less because I turn it on or I open the app. I should mm. say turn it on. I sound like an old man. I turn on the <laughs> Facebooks. Um, I open the app and I get like for days I get the same like half a dozen posts in my feed. Yeah. I'm like, where's the new stuff? Where's the things that people are posting and. You know, it, it just, it, I don't know why it, it, it seems broken to do, me. Do, I don't, I don't really do you understand. ever like go and, and like, you're like, oh, I wonder what like Kevin's up to. I haven't seen Kevin in like five years. And you go to Kevin's page and you realize that Kevin's posting things every goddamn day, but you just, yeah. Don't and see you him. don't see shit. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're, cha- I mean, they're changing that anyway. That algorithm's changing shortly so that there's yeah. less sponsored content and more, uh, I guess user. I don't know what the term is, but like basically family and friend posts and stuff yeah. um it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it after that but yeah yeah vera i don't know sure. man give it a try you, you might still it, be able to make the one million cutoff is it good um is it look dude it's i haven't delved into it too much um it seems but it's good for like movie reviews and stuff like that like yeah is it, or is it like is it like what is it like is it it's po- like your it's just, standard posts like yeah yeah, food yeah. And my it's kids just and- it's a wall there's content on the wall but the like content's literally whatever you follow um i haven't followed any sort of uh like news reviews or reviewers or anything like that i'm actually waiting for friends to jump on there and i'll follow them but to me it yeah. looks it just looks a lot like twitter yeah um but just more like you can do videos um no character limit i don't think i don't know okay. let me let me Check come back out. let me come back on this show in like i don't know three months and i'll uh, i'll yeah, tell you all we'll about do a vero it update yeah, yeah we'll do a vero when, review a post post-mortem when, on it when, when courtney kardashian tweets about it we'll get yeah 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> like has anyone opened vero in a while no one bring me on for the yeah I'll, I'll have all the kardashian stuff i'll just tap my cosmo mate and she'll let me know what's going yeah, on yeah yeah nice sounds good sounds good uh now Salim. It's time for our iTunes review of the week. The the segment shamelessly stolen from our very own Hungry Gamers podcast. Yes. This week's review comes from Samuel Nitch. It reads, the heading is, uh, it is what it is and it is great. It says, Jack is a fantastic podcast host. Oh, that's, you're too kind. And no one is more fitting for this show. Can't wait to tune into every episode as they roll out. Thank you, Samuel Nitch. Hey. I'm I'm going to be like I'm just reading them as they come in in, in the order that they've come in. I'm not reading the ones that, that make me like 
if you're going to leave a review, guys, say something nice about our guests. Stop, stop leaving, saying things about me. It's, it's uh, you've got to you've got to read out the bad ones, though. That's what we've always um, always told ourselves on the Hungry Gamers. When we get yeah. a bad one, we'll read it out. Um, I haven't had any yet. I have not had one. You haven't so, had one yet. Well, that's a good sign. No, I think you're doing something bangers. well, mate. We're all five bangers so far, so um, keep those rolling in. Uh, it, if if you can leave a review, that would be great, guys. If you can give us a sub as well. If, if you don't have iTunes and you just listen to us through SoundCloud or whatever, um, you know, tell a friend, tell your mum, tell someone about us. Write it on a wall in a toilet stall. It all helps to uh, <laughs> to get the word out. Um, so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net. And you can follow us on Twitter. Salim is at SalimTD. I am at Cruzy underscore mate. And 8-Bit is at we are 8 bit on all of the socials. And like I said, if you've enjoyed this show, remember, head on over to iTunes. Give us a subscribe. Leave us a review. It does help the word get out about us. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, next week, I'll be joined by Miss Ali Hart. So, uh... She uh, she's gonna bring the heat. I she's feel it. she's bringing such heat. You have no idea. I copped a bit of it last <laughs> night, and oh. I'm still burnt. I'm still burnt to a crisp. Oh. So, oh dear. Yeah. Uh, well, if if you've got any questions for myself or Miss Hart, you can email us at hello at eight bit dot net. Well, Salim, Cruzy, thank you for thank you for joining me, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. No. Thank you very much for having me. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I love this. You're doing such a fantastic job with it. And uh, I look forward to seeing what happens in the future, especially what happens in the next episode. Uh, I, think <laughs> that, I think that'll be really interesting. Ali is nothing if not opinionated. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, that's, that's what we want. That's what the show is about. It is about the opinions. It is about the hot takes. Hot takes. Well, until next time, friends, it is what it is. It is what it is.